Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well-packed episode today. So Andy's here with me now. We'll get to our usual, discuss a little bit of the Euro, the market, Granit Xhaka. And then later on, I will be joined by Sam Rubio, who is the host and editor of Planeta Roma. Before we get into everything, though, of course, I have to say thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon and to our latest patron, Yo. Han, thank you all so so much for your support. Okay, Andy, which which of these subjects has you less enthused? The market or the euro? Which which of these should we start with? Uh maybe let's maybe let's start with the euro, just so we have it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more or less exactly how I view this edition or this rendition of the Euros. I've said it on here so many times, I will repeat myself. One final time. I haven't really felt to the Azzurri for a while now. Various reasons I've cited. It pretty much becoming a Italia Juve. Then there's the manager stuff. Prandelli, Ventura. Obviously there was a good spell with Conte there. But I have to tell you, usually, at least in previous years when I was into it, I would get really excited for these international competitions. Now though, I, I can't remember... A time where I just couldn't care less because for me, at least in my mind, club football is so, so far ahead of international. Right. Uh, I, I remember I was, I mean, I was very into uh, the Italian national team up until really the Euro mm. in 2012, um, you know, when it, it seemed like that was such a, a team of misfits. I mean, you had, you know, you had Cassano, you had Balotelli, you had Montolivo, um, you had all these, you know, you had all these, did you have Diamanti? Was was there Diamanti? I believe he was yes. there, yeah. Um, Nocerino, he Nocerino, he was there. It was just this great mm. cast of characters, and that was a weird team and a weird uh, journey, and I remember it was very emotional to watch that team sort of, appear out of nowhere in a final and then get absolutely yes. demolished and to the point that even Iker Casillas was asking the referee to to finish finish it off yeah. just don't let them play on um that was the it, final with Thiago uh Thiago Mota went down after like five yeah, minutes that, yeah? yeah I think I think yeah, so and it's it was it, it, and Balzaretti, it was Balzaretti right? De Rossi was pro- easily one of the better players in that tournament the whole team you know, it, it was sort of a shift from that excellent period to that very, very mediocre period. I think that was like sort of the last remarkable point. And then obviously when Conte took over in 2016 and we went to the Euros and um, 
and then again we we sort of battled it out against all odds against Spain and Germany but it felt different it felt different and and since then really there was nothing nothing that's made me made me think oh you know this team can do it or this team has it I just don't right. see it and I I look at the names I don't see it I'm I'm tired by seeing certain names I'm underwhelmed uh seeing certain names I I have no idea what would a guy like Bernardeschi uh, like what's you know you might as well have gotten El Sharawi like that's the the, the right. input <laughs> the input that they, they they each offered to their respective teams is about the same so um it's just a very very weird uh grouping of players uh, players that should not be there or players well past their prime that are still there still given a prominent prominent role um mm. then you know players that should compete for a starting spot usually are not even called up or are demoted to the bench and it's right. just you know i i wish them the best but it's it's not a team that right now inspires me it's not a team that i can you know say comfortably oh they are they are the favorites because really it's it, it sort of kind of kind of smells of mediocrity to me oh it absolutely does again i'm going to sound like a broken record but for me, I, I don't think I will ever feel connected to the Azzurri until I don't see any more Chiellini, Bonucci, maybe even to a lesser degree, Insigne. For me, you know, it just feels like it's the same names. And I, I don't think that they're going to win the competition. Maybe they can get to the, yeah, a semifinal. Yeah maybe a quarterfinal, something like that. That wouldn't surprise me. But I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the guys themselves, but um, Prandelli, Mancini, Conte. Now, uh, again, Conte to a lesser extent because I think he had a really, really poor group of players and uh, certainly he had them um, punch above their oh, weight. Holy shit, but... yeah. I mean, it was... Uh... Darmian De Ciglio, Darmian De Ciglio, Giaccherini, eh, Parolo, eh, Candreva. Like you look at the list, you're like, is this the roster of Parma or 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 no? This is the roster right. that played against Germany. So, right, and I think from that standpoint, you had a team that clearly was underwhelming from an individual point of view, but you at least had uh, a team that fought. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe I can just blame Prandelli, but after that 2010 World Cup, I thought this is, I, I mean, this is n n unwatchable stuff. I, I can't, I can't view this. And then, as you mentioned, to see the same names again and again, just called up time after time and being so undeserving of it. Listen, if we're talking about their, 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 what they bring to a dressing room, nobody will argue with calling up Chiellini, Bonucci. Who else got called up that you're just like... Wow. Sirigu. Okay. Si like, he's Sirigu? easily... Yeah, yeah the worst yeah, goalkeeper in Yeah, all easily the, the yeah. worst goalkeeper. One of the worst goalkeepers in all of football this season. Uh, in, mm. in one of the worst teams in football this season. And gets still called up because of the same old excuse, experience. You know, the he's got a winning background. He was at PSG. He was here. He was there. He played for the Italian national team for a long time. But come on, like 
when is it, do we really always yeah. have to be the one national team that has those skeletons that really don't provide you with anything mm. like it was great to have Buffon all this time and and I said up until 2016 again that euro under Conte was that was that should have been sort of the the end for a lot of players some players understood yes. it others didn't um you know and and it's I also think that the 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 missed the missed world cup with Ventura should have been the end for a lot of players a, a guy like De Rossi mm. got the memo and and knew it was time to call it quits okay. others didn't I, and that's what surprises me that's what bugs me is that it seems like the the the, the same recurring mistake is the national uh, national team keeps calling up the same names instead of rewarding the, the the ones that that need the the motivation the confidence so a guy like politano who all of his life has been labeled as an average player finally has a really really good season considering the 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 limited playing exactly. time um the way a guy like gattuso fields his wingers uh finally has that moment where you can say okay wow this is this is definitely the guy we saw a few years ago in Sass- at Sassuolo. This is what everybody seemed to see at the time. Now he's back. And instead, where does that get you? Nowhere. Um, same goes for a guy like right. Mancini. Yes, okay, great, fantastic. He do- he makes mistakes. That's what that's what defenders eventually will do. But if you look at the statistics, if you look at look at his age. If you if you look at his attitude going on the pitch, that's that's somebody that you should not be going into a tournament with. And I get that a team like Atalanta may have uh, gotten, may, you know, may have conceded less goals than Roma. But a guy like Toloi, what's his business? Thirty years old, just just was confirmed as an Italian a month ago or so. Exactly. And and it's not some and it's not oh, like this. There is this yeah. clear difference, like this major gap between the two defenders. Not not only that. I mean, even a guy like Kellini, who's been absent for most most of the season, and he when he wasn't absent, he made like ten times the mistakes that Mancini did. And even considering his experience, again, what's the excuse there? Uh, you know, it's it's that. It's it's really sort of you 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 you. You have you have to scratch yourself on the head and say, did this guy just really call up Sensi for him to get injured? I mean, this mm. is a guy that oh, the Sensi thing and and what he he's injured with 20, 24, 24 hours. hours. Right? The, he gets unveiled on on, on July. They say, oh, he he's made it even though he hasn't played at yep. all this season. And then within ten minutes, it seems as if he's and then they, and they have the guy to they have the guy to replace him right there. Like so, they they take all the players on tryouts. Then they send everybody home, Mancini included. But they keep Pessina because they know that Sensi right. is made of glass and will probably injure himself. And he gets injured. But the point is, why did that guy get an initial chance and and not and not exactly. Pessina from the start? You know, that's that's what bugs me. Oh, it, it absolutely does. And, and on top of that, too, you know, guys like Taloy, clearly, okay, uh, born in Brazil. If the Brazilian national team had saw anything within him, they at least would have capped him and given him the opportunity. I just find it weird that 
Jorginho, obviously, a bad example, but it's like we're so... I can't really think of the word, but our self-esteem is so low, like we feel the need to rush out there and get guys like that. It, 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 it blows my mind. I don't understand it. And <laughs> the selections, again, you mentioned uh, Stefano Sensi. There's, uh, I, would even, I would even argue a that who... a guy like Emerson, this, this you know, uh, Emerson, as great as he's been in our memory and how we remember him, um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he hasn't done, he hasn't done much. He's been injured a lot. Again, and that's your backup. So whatever happens to Spinazzola or if Mancini feels like it, he'll, he can field Emerson. But has Emerson done anything remotely of any kind of interest for, for the national team? I, again, right. it's big, big question mark. Yeah, and I feel like this is probably unfair, uh, at least a little bit. But the managers, aside from Conte, there is really nobody that sort of brings everybody together. Conte didn't really urge anyone to bring, uh, you know, to get behind the team. We just did so because they were so bad individually that the fact that they were managing these sort of results was was incredible. But I don't know. Prandelli, really nice guy. But after, I, I don't know, after 2010, I just thought, oh, my word, get him out. Ventura speaks for itself. And Mancini, he's just one of those guys, to be honest with you, I have never liked him, ever. Uh, I don't know. I feel like after Leapy, it was just, at least in my mind, looking back on it, it was sort of like the book was closed, at least temporarily. And it's been very, very hard to get behind them. But I think above all, I mean, being a Roma supporter, seeing... 60 to 75 percent of the starting 11 for the past how many years be essentially uh, like I said an Italiuve it, that that doesn't that doesn't excite me but I don't know I, does that factor in at all to you like like the fact that Juve have it's no well you know what uh, like I have no 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 I think that to to for me at least to a lesser extent because I remember when they were on top of their game when bon, bon, when remember when there was a period where Bonucci, uh, Barzagli, Chiellini, and Buffon were just world class uh, to a point yeah. where you had to, you know, you had to uh, simply say, okay, they're they're great, and there was nothing you could do about it. And there was that was a stretch from I believe two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen seventeen, that three year stretch. Right. Yeah, that three-year stretch where they went to the Champions League final twice when uh, it was clear that these guys really had it and Juve were were succeeding because of that and because of, of those guys, then I could get behind that. And I remember in the Euro 2016 under Conte, they were the protagonists. Like the the their mm. defense, Bonucci, in my opinion, in that tournament was probably the best uh, defender um but but the thing is that time flies by and those players don't stay the same and and it's just a pity that sort of it seems like it's enough to be called Bonucci or it's enough to be called Chiellini to have a regular call up no matter what you do and this year they've been tragic 
at, at Juve for, for the expectations, for the pedigree, considering all of that, the, that year, the, this year was terrible for them uh, and, and should not be there looking at a secured starting spot. So I hope that Mancini is wiser than that. I hope that, you know, something else factors in because a guy like Bastoni needs to be playing regularly. So Bastoni, wonderful season at Inter, won the Scudetto. There are no excuses for him not to be starting. I don't care if it's if it's the group stages at the Euro. This is this is when they make their bones. Like you've waited long enough with Donnarumma. Donnarumma had to wait and wait and wait until Buffon decided, hey, you know, it's time to pack up and leave. Finally, he's being the starting goalkeeper. Why do we have to wait that long to see another young player start at the back? Why do we have to keep? just recycling the same old bullshit with 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 uh, Immobile and Berardi and great fantastic but come on can we bring somebody else in can we can we give them the 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 the, the opportunity to succeed a guy like Insigne who's been fantastic in friendlies against Albania and Poland right right in the yeah. Faroe Islands can can on, is man. there a moment where you say okay great but there there are dimensions to this game and maybe we can give somebody else a run i just that's the thing is that it, it seems like we're so intent on making the same mistakes or persisting with the same names with the same way of playing that that's why italy has been like on this decline and has been struggling to make a comeback and you know obviously i hope that they they surprise everybody this year but I just can't get behind that 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 motivation that, or the lack of because it, it, it's all there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, definitely. And and sort of building upon what I've said previously, I can absolutely get behind a new Italy side that is led by the likes of, you mentioned Bastoni, Donnarumma, Zaniolo, Barella. Uh, even I, I thought it was somewhat puzzling that he made it for this tournament, but Raspadori, that is what I want. Uh, seeing the same recycled names as you just said perfectly, with somebody like Insigne. Now, I would argue that he really hasn't had maybe as many opportunities in big tournaments as uh, he perhaps deserved. But, I mean, I, I want him at Roma, so I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but Berotti, Immobile, Insigne, it's kind of like, okay, is this over yet? Like, at what point do we just say, okay, We've seen enough. The, sa the sample size is large enough. I mean, I, I can't tell you for Immobile how many excuses. It seems like people go out of their way to find excuses for this guy. And I find it really weird. Yeah, it's um, it, it's sort of it's sort of it's a national team of excuses. I think for for a lot of the mm. players, there's that constant. Oh, you know, but this is this is a work in progress. This is uh, it's a big responsibility, and it is. But there is also a time where you know you have to admit it. Where 
uh, okay, this player has done enough, and and, and that's it. And even if, I mean, again, that's it's sort of ironic that the 2012 team that went to the Euro final. I mean, that team had an attack of Balotelli, uh, Cassano, and Di Natale. Because because and it was funny and it still sounds funny, but all of those guys at that particular moment were doing great, and I just don't think that this Italy has sort of in recent years has ever had a moment where a particular department was doing great, um, and and mm. especially it, it it took so much time to figure out this situation. Who I mean, I don't even know now who's our starting striker. Like, who's Italy's no. starting striker? Is it Belotti or is it Immobile? Or is it the two of them? Or is it uh, Insigne and Immobile and, and another winger? I, it, 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 It's that. It's sort of, you don't really know on, on whom you can count on. And entering these competitions, you need that. You need guys that, that know right. their place in the team. And it's, it's a shame that the only guys that know their place in the team is secured is the usual suspects. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's just, for me, I can absolutely see myself getting back on board with a new cycle, a new period, because I think that's exactly what the Italian national team needs. I, I'm just sick of seeing these same names. Well, I, I don't know if you'll be more or less enthused about this because no, no, it's okay. I'm tired it's of talking okay. about <laughs> the national team now. Let, let, let's go yep. to the market. So um, Roma are letting every well, they're letting some people know at this moment that it's getting very close for Granit Xhaka from Arsenal. Roma, they already have a, uh, an agreement in place uh, with him for your contract. The fee will be right around 20. I, I, I think it will come in slightly less, but if you add bonuses, it'll come close to that. And then on top of him, uh, Rui Patricio from, from Wolves as the, as the new goalkeeper. It is so ironic that after Roma's most beautiful period of goalkeeping, the three years of Szczesny and Alisson, that we yet again find ourselves on the merry-go-round of the ever-changing goalkeeper at Roma. So, <laughs> the two names, as I just mentioned, I would say in all probability, will be the first ones to arrive in the summer. That makes you feel fill-in-the-blank. Okay. 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 And it's... <laughs> it's I, this is where I, I, I... If there is something that I want to say about this particular segment is you hired Mourinho. Okay, when you hire Mourinho, you don't bring in players and say, "Hey, is it all right? Do you do you like this kind of player?" <laughs> he's the he's the I, guy who brings you the player and says, "I like this guy." I know because hmm. a, a guy like yeah. Hold on, as a, I, it is so funny you mentioned that because I was talking with somebody literally two days ago. I said, "Could you imagine?" 30, let's remember, Tiago Pinto, if you don't know, he's, he's young, uh, 36 years old. Could you imagine him approaching 58 years old, Jose Mourinho, and going, uh, Jose, listen, I, I know you want, I don't know, whoever, uh, Rui Patricio, <laughs> but you know what, I think I can get a really good deal on, I don't know, Alessio Cranio or some, something like that. Uh, do you mind if we go down that path instead of the one you prefer? 
I, I go, that is not happening. That will never happen as long right. as he's here. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that it's that's impossible. what you sign up for, and and uh, exactly. you know I think that sort of as we're gonna start to see this this mercato unfold, we're gonna see what the freaking signed up for. They they're trying to build something by by building something around somebody that knows a lot about football. You you have Pinto, who's young, who's worked in a system at Benfica, who has connections, who's Who's building a new network? Hopefully, bring in uh, new scouts. But you, but but you center everything around Mourinho. There is, you know, that's that's the main thing about going after a guy like Mourinho. He represents something. He comes in and he builds a team. That's been the case in every place he's been at. He, if and if he were to succeed, it all depend. It all started with him identifying the 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 mi- missing pieces usually they those missing pieces and with Mourinho especially uh manifest themselves in a in an emotional sense so he goes and checks what do i miss do i miss leaders in this team do i miss this type of player do i miss that type of player do i miss that bulldog mentality do i do i want somebody who is is going to break balls Running up and down the field, do I do I want somebody who's gonna eat up every single piece of the field and will not you know will not sulk, will not walk around the pitch moaning? And by by getting a guy like him, you're basically saying, okay, Jose, this is this is this is your moment to to identify those problems, to make a list. And we'll talk it over. But it's not somebody comes in and say, hey, do you want Silvestri from Verona? Because listen, the, I got the guy on the phone. He's going to make you a good deal. I think you should take it. Please take it. No, that's not how it works. And I think that with a guy like, like Granit Xhaka, I've seen a lot of talk. I see a lot of memes. I see a lot of Arsenal fans cheering. First of all, most, this is a guy that Mourinho, if you go and Google Mourinho and Granit Xhaka, Mourinho has had a lot of good things about him to say about it as a player in 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 taught in his Premier League matches with Tottenham with with Manchester United um usually that was the player that he would identify as the primary target of his team when playing Arsenal so that was you you focus on him if if a manager does that if a manager says that that means that the manager consider, considers that player a vital piece to the team and with Shaka, you bring character. You bring something that you've been missing ever since you stepped away from guys like Strotman, Nangolan, and you replaced them with guys like uh, Nzonzi, uh, Diawara, VR. You, it's fine. A guy like VR is fine. A guy like Diawara is fine. But what do they bring emotionally to the team? Do they set the tone? Are these the players that sort of go into the field and literally uh, lead the team into battle? I don't think so. I don't think so. And and you may have an issue with, you know, with Shaka and, and his performances at Arsenal. But the one thing is Shaka is probably the only Arsenal player that comes to mind as a consistent player presence at Arsenal. With the various managers that came and, and went uh, in the last few years, starting from Wenger to Emery and now to Arteta, Shaka has always been in the starting 11 
you know, you can say all you want, but that means something. And once again, if one thing is the Premier League and another thing is Serie A. And I think that if if Jose Mourinho wants Shaka for Roma in the Serie A right now, there is a reason for it. He's identified a missing piece in the midfield. And remember what we said on the last episodes. What was the what was the one department that we're like, Jesus, there are so many question marks. This is so average, so mediocre. It's just it was the midfield. And that was the, the the one department that got consistently overrun in big matches. Why? Because yes, tactically, sure, but also the character. You need character. You, you character doesn't allow you to get overrun. Character fights back. And by bringing a guy like Shaka, I'm pretty sure that that means that Mourinho has sort of identified the problem as there is there is a leakage in the midfield, and and we need to secure that. And with perhaps he thinks that with Shaka we can do that. So I'm if if he thinks that, I have no reason to say right now it's the beginning of June. I have no reason to say oh I don't I don't like it. I don't believe it. Yeah, and beyond that. If you uh, if you've watched the Amazon series with Mourinho when he was still at Spurs, there's in one of the episodes he says to the team before the match in the dressing room that you have to be bastards out there. You have to be absolute bastards. And when it comes to that sort of player who embodies that sort of mentality that you have to be a bit of a prick, nobody feels that more than Granit Xhaka. If you look at this current Roma, maybe other than Mancini and maybe Karsdorp, who can you look at and say they possess that personality? I don't think there's many. Veritu, maybe in his performance, but as far as having that real prick mentality and persona around them on the pitch, uh, that's exactly what Roma needs in my opinion. True, it's true. Yeah, I would even bring in somebody else next to Shaka. You know, it's 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 mm. that kind of thing. It's it, what is what comes off as the most glaring in, in this team over recent years is the the personality that's flattened. And for us to really be just drooling over guys like Mancini and Karsdorp says a lot. And Mourinho thrives. Off of bastards, okay. You can argue that, oh, the, but that's you know, but that doesn't entail a, a beautiful aesthetic football. That's it's not pleasant for the eyes, whatever. But the basis of his team succeeding is bastards for a reason. At Tottenham, his best player easily was Hoiberg, who, uh, when when Mourinho left, his performance is drastically uh, decreased in in quality, but. It's always been that way. Mourinho has always had an act for bastards, has always had an act for character, and usually the players that thrived in his system were players who were scrappy, had, were gritty, were aggressive, wanted everything. In a, like, and I'm so tired, and we've been saying that all year long in the past few years, we're so tired of seeing this team so flat, so deflated, so indifferent to what's going on around them. Every time they get overrun, it seems like it's just the the, the pain and the, the agony is endless because they don't have the balls to react. Well, if if that has been our if that has been our main remark about this team, then why are we 
why are we bugging <laughs> bugging them for going after a guy like Shaka? Definitely. Again, you may have tactical or even uh, performance issues with him. For me, these are the types of players that Roma need and, in my opinion, seriously lack. So, listen, as you said at the top of this, Mourinho has been uh, raving about this guy for years, years. So, to appease him, bring him in, I, I think it's an absolutely good deal. I see no issues with it whatsoever. So, you're not going to see me complain, even though you have, I think I have half of Arsenal Twitter in uh, my mentions at this moment, uh, you know, elating over the fact that they've managed to offload him. But this is exactly the type of personality they lack. I'm sorry. Other than a couple of guys, maybe if you make the case for them, uh, Roma, they don't have guys that that are willing to go at somebody who has that bit of a a, a bastardish personality. Uh, What about goalkeeper? Uh, Patricio, 33 years old. I think this. Uh, I'm 90% this will close for under 10 million euros. Clearly, Mr. Mendes uh, is hard at work for Roma already. My only issue is obviously the age, A, B, the wages, and C, how in the world are you going to manage to offload Paulo Lopez? I know we may forget that he existed at times because of how bad he was and he wasn't here this past season, but this mythical character named Robin Olsen right. is coming back too. Yeah. <laughs> so you have forced yourself in a very uh, particular situation now with the goalkeeper role where, I mean, and then if you add, I mean, think about it, Fusato too. Before the last month of the season, Andy, we all thought 100% he's going to leave. He's going to go out on loan. I don't know if it's necessarily right to change our minds because of how he performed in oh, April. Ah, bollocks. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know. Yeah, you and I are on board with this, You're even right. though, except with Darth <laughs> Ball. We, we made an exception for him, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you find yourself in a position now where you have, if you want to add Fusanto to it, three guys mm-hmm. that – Basically, yeah, to amount to nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very what? little. And, and who is going to buy that? I, I thought if Ancelotti would have remained at Everton, they were 100% going to buy Olsen. I know that for a fact. But he leaves yeah, Real Madrid right. now. Uh, I can't see him taking him to Spain. So he's going to return. My fear, though, is how... I, now... Granted, let's remember, it's not as if Roma paid a king's ransom for this guy. I believe it was eight or nine million euros. But still, it's another name that you have to get rid of. Uh I look at this and I say, okay, on paper, Patricio, obviously much better than anyone that's here. I guess my fear is, given this environment of COVID still lingering and affecting the financial situation, I guess I would have preferred names to depart first. But again, when you bring Mourinho, you you, you can't uh, waffle about He wants guys, yeah. you bring him, or he, he, he has no problems leaving or uh, making a fuss in the media. <laughs> and of course, you don't want that before he's even stepped foot onto the pitch. So I guess I can understand Roma, but my pragmatic financial side of me is thinking, oof, it would have been better to at least offload one of these guys that you obviously know have no future. Right, but I, I believe that we'll see guys depart. It's... um. You know, this is, I'm pretty sure that people are hard at work to find some solutions for, for guys like Santon, for guys like Olsen, um, you know, e- even somebody like Nzonzi, Under. Um, 
a lot of these guys will never see the pitch at Roma again. So it's a matter of time. These things take time, especially in this market. These things take time because who will jump at the opportunity to sign Under, who's had nine appearances all year long, okay, and has been on a steady diet uh, of of shish kebabs. Um, it's it's <laughs> just <laughs> you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna Man, capitalize I, on that. That poor guy. He, I think he just called it quits after he signed with uh, Leicester. Yeah. Ramadan. Oh, yeah, Ramadani. Oh, yeah. His. Yeah, I remember. And he becomes. He had his old uh, agent. His season. funny agent. Yes, mm-hmm. he becomes the uh, the the phenomenon. And oh, yeah. And that's. I mean, is he even starting for Turkey? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe it. If he did, then Turkey is in a mess. But <laughs> I'm. You know, it's again. The Friedkins announced Mourinho just like like that, okay? Out of the blue. Everybody right. was, like, looking one way, and they went the other way, and it came out of nowhere. So, once again, I think that we'll see a lot of surprises still in this summer. It sort of it seems to be the name of the game that, yes, there are some names that, have, that are valid, that are there, that are set in stone. There has to be truth in 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 Shaka being near Roma. It has to be truth in in Rui Patricio being potentially a target, considering all the circumstances around Mentes, around everything, sort of the pedigree of 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 Patricio, his experience in the national team and Wolverhampton. Um, but I'm pretty sure that st- things will happen that we'll have no idea um, where that came from and. I just want people again. I'm, I it seems like I stress it every summer, but try to stay open minded because it's useless to go after the 130 names that are reported on daily, and and the names that will happen that will take shape and form, they will take shape and form for a reason. You hire Mourinho, things happen for a reason. They they just simply cannot because. If they if they don't happen for a reason, then you're screwed, and and that gets out with a guy like Mourinho. That gets out very easily, very quickly, and um, you just can't afford to do that. So by getting a guy like Mourinho, you're basically trusting entrusting him with with everything, and whatever happens happens because of him. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Oh, listen, the thing I hate most about the market is we tell ourselves that we have to see how things go. We can't make a judgment immediately. Yet that is all we do. Everybody, every single one of us. We don't let it play out. We don't allow him to adapt. We don't even allow an individual to play an official match before we're either very excited or very down and we're when we're very about, excited like with smalling <laughs> we know what happens they're spotting ufos yes. they're they're getting robbed hold on. They're before getting, we go yeah. hold on we, we we have to we have to talk about this 
first off, I have to say, it is easy to have a go at Smalling, but I, it's, I believe it's his partner who is tweeting most of this silly stuff. Oh right? yeah, I mean, I I, I, I take him. I take issue with the people that actually report it. They're like, it's it's one thing to oh, it, it's the Palotas tweets. Thing. Yeah, he, he gets a Twitter and every single yeah, uh, every and single it's tweet it's requires an exactly. Article. It's just I I don't care. You know, it's these people can see what they like. They can tweet what they like. I really don't care, and it's just I don't see the use of of tweeting what Smalling wife thinks um about about <laughs> UFO, UFOs, about the universe, about religion, vaccine. Scenes, diets. Do I? She can do whatever she wants, but um, right. I, just get it off my yes. timeline. That's all. Yeah, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. First off, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less, I should say. But somebody, they were in Jamaica, and either she, she did she add this or was she asked if they were doing some sort of hallucinogenic. Substance. I, I don't want to know. Everybody. I don't want to know. Okay. Well, she said that they were not taking mushrooms. Yeah, which is so a normal thing to say. There I guess. are so many layers to this story. I, I guess I don't know what concerns me most, A, and B, where sh- we should even start with this. UFOs, real? Yes or no? And that's how we'll end. Uh, it, really, that's the only thing that matters. I'll just say that if, if Mourinho believes in UFOs, then I believe in UFOs. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to take that answer, too. If Jose Mourinho, if you <laughs> believe in extraterrestrial life, if there are UFOs, yes. I, if he believes... Sign me up. I believe... Yep. Yes. Um, but out of 10, uh, Patricio, Jaka, not... No, we're not going to do that. We're not no, because no, just you said, just said it. You're we're going, not going to judge right away. But but you're not one of these people because again, I I feel like the immediate reactions. There's never balance. Right. There's either you're really happy or you're very upset. Again, I if you've been through Ramon Monchi, I don't know how something like this can even. Mm-hmm. Garner a reaction. I mean, we've yeah, been no, no, we've been through a lot. Worse, we've been, through, yeah, worse. we've been through a lot, and we've been through situations where we didn't know in what hands we were. And I think that, hmm. yes, that happened to an extent with Monchi, um, where you know we we thought, well, we are hiring this guy for a reason. But lessons have been learned, I believe, and. This is, yes. once again, this is a new ownership. This is the summer that, that the Friedkins are really going to do something. Like, what, it, what I mean is that they came, they came in so late last year. Um, they basically came in in the closing stages, um, and, and that was about it. This, this is the, the moment where they decide things. This is the moment where they say, okay, w- we trust this guy with this, and we trust that guy with this. And I think that the, the, will, the, the willingness within Roma is to 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 have a structure, to have a clear structure, because that's been sort of the downfall um, of this club in recent years. And again, a guy like Mourinho sort of brings structure by himself. That's that's what he does. That's what you hire him to do. That's that's why uh, in Manchester United, after you know years of disappointments following uh, Ferguson's department, the, the departure had to say, uh, okay, we'll bring in a world-class coach in Mourinho. And guess what? They went and won trophies with him. Uh, that's why a club like Tottenham that 
similarly to Roma, has had a sort of a, a, a history of misfortunes and memes and 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 choke jobs and everything. They go after a guy like Mourinho because they want him to instill a belief, a, a way of of playing football, a way of 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 having an attitude toward football and toward being on the pitch. And Roma could not have landed a better manager in this at this moment in time. And and that's really all I have to say. Very well put. I am exactly the same way. Zero complaints from me, from my point of view about these two deals. If that is who Jose Mourinho wants, that's who I want to see at Roma. Okay, so now we are going to bring on Sam Rubio. Sam, again, is the editor of PlanetaRoma.net and the host of the Planeta Roma podcast. Now, please bear in mind that we had this chat late last week, so just a few of the items we discussed may be slightly outdated. So that is my forewarning. So here he is now, Sam Rubio of Planeta Roma. Okay, so I am very excited to have Sam from Planeta Roma on with me now to discuss a variety of things. We will go over some of the rumors we're hearing and what we would like to see happen this summer. Sam, first off, how are you? Hey, John. Um, thank you for having me on. Excited to be here. And yeah, always willing to talk Roma. You know, we're in a moment where... Uh, Everything, like you say, it's all rumors. And like I said in my Spanish podcast last time we recorded, you know, Calcio Mercato 1.0. It's going to be a long mm. summer. I don't know what this summer is going to hold. Trying to understand Tiago Pinto at this point, very difficult. But I guess just from your standpoint, what does an ideal summer for Roma look like? If you could have your ideal scenario and you and I speak again at the end of the window, we're saying this was a 10 out of 10 market. What does that look like to you? Great question. Okay, so in, in a perfect world, uh, by the time Mourinho ar arrives, which I, I'm hearing reports is going to be the first or second week of uh, July, because he's going to be commentating the Euros for other teams, right. I think Pinto in the background, he's able to um, get out of contracts like Fazio and Sonsi, Cliver, Ander. Uh, Bianda himself, uh, which is a defender that I don't really know what he's doing in Rome. He was able, he started only seven, he couldn't even make first team in, in the Belgian league for a team that ended 13th place. He only, he only played seven matches. He's coming back to Rome. He's going to be interested to find him a team because uh, we're not going to have the same value as we got him, you know, uh, and Sonsi, which is talks of uh, Rennes in, in, in France. So finally that actually happens. But, but to summarize, uh, Getting out of players before we bring new players. I think that's the strategy. And and I do believe, like I think I said it on, on my Spanish pod as well, I think the Fritkins have a surprise with us in the back. Uh, you know, everything with them is very unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. There are no leak the usual leakings like every summer. You know, we got an idea oh. what's really... What's happening? We really have no idea what's happening. Uh, an ideal market, getting out of uh, those heavy contracts on payroll. It'll be ideal to talk about if we get out of the contract with Pastore. No, Pastore keeps yeah. talking about, oh, I want to stay in Rome. Like, like he's talking. Oh. No, man, like, you know, like try to find a deal out, you know? Yeah, we're okay. Thank you. Though. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time you play, I mean, it's, he always has one nice play, right? But one nice play every six months doesn't work for yeah. us. So, 
uh, again, Fast use another name, and um, I don't know if Clyburn and Under are uh, Mourinho players, really. I think I have a problem with Under, tr and always he has a history of not really tracking back in from the seasons they both have, right, in Germany and in England. Uh, I don't know, man. It doesn't look very promising. Again, uh, a perfect market would be getting out of the dead weight re really on payroll, and so Roma can actually bring in good players. I think... Um, that's it. I mean, th the goalkeeper position is a big question mark. You know, uh, we're kind of like, uh, Paul Lopez is a big, I feel like he's a, he's a big handicap right now in oh, the yeah. team because, uh, you know, we can play him. Uh, you know, he has, I don't know. He, I mean, you probably know more than me. He has a, what, four year, he signed a four year deal. He's in year yes. two. So he's, we've amortized only half of his value. No one is going to pay over $10 million for an injured keeper right now. If you really think about it, Fusato is our starter keeper at the moment. Mm -hmm. So something needs to be done over there. Um, interesting what's going to happen on the forward position as well. I think, uh, and that one, is a, the, the Romanismo is very divided on, on, on that one, right? Either we keep Sheko uh, or we mean somebody like the name Belotti. But again, Belotti, is it really realistic though? Because maybe number-wise we can um, reach, reach an agreement, but... Urbano Cairo doesn't have the best of relationship with Roma also. You no. know, remember the whole Petraki debacle? We had to give him a couple of uh, young players to settle that agreement. He's not very fond of Roma, so it'll be interesting to see. But to summarize your question, uh, a great Mercato would be uh, to get out of dead weight salaries and reinforce the goalkeeper position, the right back position, and do something with the forward position. I, I, I mean, either with the second stage, but have something clear already, right? Uh, definitely. I guess my only fear is in this environment of, of COVID still, uh, even though I would say most of us still feel, or a lot of us at least, depending on where you are geographically, feel that we are over this moment, but really we are not. My fear is, and I, and I would be curious to hear if maybe you feel this sensation too, is Mourinho, we all know he plays very particular football. And listen, I, I still think that this is one of uh, the greatest managers that Roma have been able to lure since uh, Capello, without question. No doubt. And, and I think you have to, as much as possible, uh, appease him uh, as do as much as you can to keep him at the club keep him happy we saw what happened with Conte at Inter I mean even the the prospect of having to sell players was too much for him it took him all of 48 hours to say goodbye is that something you're worried about it, it almost feels you know being Roma supporters maybe uh, just by habit we're a bit insecure so maybe we feel we have to do a bit more than necessary but how confident are you that Mourinho will stay uh, level and grounded with this because I I think we would all agree right that this Roma needs a revolution I don't think that's saying too much I don't think that's uh, using too much hyperbole but I guess my fear is we know re we need the revolution but how much can you actually do yeah um i think the Friedkins reassure Mourinho with with uh 
with with something good. Like, listen, we're gonna make a team for you. I don't think Mourinho would have accepted to come with just with this, under the circumstances that we are right now without without any clear plan. I think uh, the free team sold them in a good plan or where the team wants to be. Again, we've heard this plan also with with the previous owners and all that. But we can see that the free things are maybe are working a little bit differently. Obviously, when it comes to the market, at least, a very clear uh, difference between Jim Palotta saying, hey, we're not selling this guy or that guy. And then within 72 hours, uh, we see the, uh, the, the communication on, on, the, on the club's website. That was the biggest downfall of, of Palota. Uh, but, but without going back to Palota, because that has been talked about so much before. Um, <laughs> I think the free teams promised Mourinho, and I think we have a surprise player coming. Um, again, and I go back to whatever we were saying before, payroll needs to get lower. We need to get rid of uh, the dead weight. Uh, but I think Mourinho, is he going to stick around for three, four years in Rome? Listen, I don't know. Okay, nobody. It's hard for us to know that. But I think he's going to bring something to the team immediately that we've been missing for, for since you say, since Fabio Capello. Uh, and I, in some, that mentality, we always go back to that, that, that has been encrusted in Trigoria and we're not able be able to get over that. I think Mourinho is our biggest chance uh, to, to getting over that hump uh, with that mentality. Is he going to work out at the end of the day on the pitch? I don't know. There are no certainties. But I think the Mikitarian deal, I don't know. If, uh, the Mikitarian deal is a good sign of, 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 where, uh, of how Roma wants to do things. You know, uh, there were uh, talks of Pinto wanting to offer a two-year deal with a yes. possible extension to a third. But Mikitarian said, no, I want to keep the first deal that we had where we activated for one more year. I think, John, I think the deal, the deal that Mikitarian uh, proposed on the table is actually more favorable for Roma than the one that Pinto um offer the 32 year old player oh, so do i yeah i um uh, i mean the roma they messaged uh, to everyone on uh, what was that sunday that his representatives contacted roma agreement is close uh, and we all knew it was two years I, I i'm kind of like you i'm actually very surprised that he would be willing to do this um listen the wages are are huge uh we have to be honest about that four and a half million euros nets uh, that puts him just below Jack. Well, not just below, but puts him behind Jekyll. Uh, you mentioned the payroll thing. I, I, I think that is objective. Number one, I, I maintain, and I say this all the time. I, I, I think for most clubs, the way uh, your wage bill should look is your best players at the top. And your youngest or least reliable players are towards the bottom. Certainly, the hierarchy of the wage bill, or I'm sorry, the, the wage bill needs to reflect the hierarchy, in my opinion, on the pitch. And for Roma, it's it's nowhere near that. You mentioned the likes of Pastore, Fazio. We said goodbye to Juan Jesus, Bruno Perez. So it's a good start. I guess my fear is when you when you see Roma handing out such an important wage offer to Mkhitaryan, or what they did, uh, listen, what they did last summer to Chris Smalling, Part of me feels like they haven't learned their lesson because I, I have, I have a difficult time with guys uh, in their, you know, over thirty-one or thirty-two years of age earning really high figures. And I think that you talk, you you spoke about the the, the mistakes of Palotta. 
I thought he had no idea how to construct the wage bill, and that was also one of his biggest downfalls. Are are you at all worried about not necessarily that this Mkhitaryan deal reflects that, but it does seem like with the Smalling deal last summer, is that something that you still think was a good a good move or not? Because in hindsight, now I don't think it looks very good. Um, he's the biggest question. One of the biggest questions mark coming into next season is he going to be fit or not? Because if he's fit, he we know he can contribute. You know that's why I'm so in favor. Just to go back to Mkhitaryan for a second, in favor of that deal, of one year deal. You know, yes. Probably he's not even sure about Mourinho. I'm sure they had a phone call together. Using we had our things in the past, but let's make it work in Roma. Uh, you know, you're going to be a fundamental part of the team. Uh, so let's make it work in Roma. Mkhitaryan probably said, okay, cool, uh, let's do it. But you know what? I'm not going to do it long term. I, f- I wish Roma did more of these kind of deals for a player yes. of that age. Obviously, I wouldn't be uh, let me go for, for a player of, let's say, Lomancini or in the same even Roger Ibanez, right, to sign these kind of deals for a 30-plus-year-old 30, 30 player with, that was her for a little bit last season, you know, that missed a little bit of few matches last season although big numbers i think i'm all for it and i i want i would want more deals like this going through with players 30 plus but i also understand that players that age are looking for their big last contract right especially in the the ones we come with 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 the reputation on so i think i'm all for it i'm very positive and i really like the deal yeah we we look at this more from the uh, from the player perspective where you say, you know what, uh, they're only taking it for one year. Kind of an insurance car for Mkhitaryan, like like a get-out-of-jail-free car in a year, right? Well, that, and I look at it, too, from the other side of things. Uh, this forces Roma to stay competitive. I think that's a great thing. You, you, If you have more players like this, fundamental players, putting pressure on the club, saying, listen, I will not sign a multi-years contract i will sign one year and this almost out of um out of force indirectly yeah puts a little yeah right it it puts the pressure on roma and i i I don't see any issue with that um more so for the mikatari deal my issue is with the wage but again more so semantics (sighs) i guess you have to be more of a premium right away if you don't want to have in long term i think that's the price you pay i guess well, and we have to remember, uh, I you kind of had to suspect this was going to happen after Raiola brought him to the club for free. I mean, in Roma, they didn't pay any fee. Um, we got very lucky that he was able to get out of the contract with Arsenal. Oh, definitely. But if we just move forward uh, with the assumption that, okay, Roma can do some of a market, but maybe not a huge one. Is there, when you look from top to bottom, is there anyone in your mind that maybe was fundamental under Paolo Fonseca that now with the arrival of Mourinho, you just think, no, the, the, this is not going to work at all? Um, good question. Uh, I hate to s- name him because up until a few months ago, he was one of my favorite players, but uh, it will take a lot and a great deal of improvement uh, more than more than on the pitch, like physically, uh, mm. I think Gonzalo Villar is going to find him a little bit hard mm. uh, under Mourinho. Like again, he'll have to improve uh, physically. I think he's he's a he's a player that maybe sometimes in last season we 
maybe maybe against a match against Milan. Remember where Kessi yes. and, and company like basically ran him over. I don't think Mourinho Mourinho like these kind of players. I think he will have to improve in that sense to be able to be a Mourinho player. I think I'm a con- little bit concerned about him. Good thing he has a lot of resale value. He's high rated. In, a lot of people are talking a lot more and more now about him in, in Spain. He didn't have a good match today with the under-21, but I think he's starting to make a little bit more noise. So I'm, it's, it'll be interesting to see with Gonzalo Villar if he really fits uh, the Mourinho style. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I think the midfield is probably my biggest area or the the department that has the most concern from my point of view. Is that something you agree with? Like if if you could give a makeover to one department of Roma, what is it for you? Is it the attack? Is it the midfield? Is it the defense? I, I this sounds probably stupid, but <laughs> Roma's defense statistically at least was we all know it was no secret they were dreadful last season but I still maintain and I still believe they have so much talent in defense that it's a reason to be optimistic I I just think they had a bad manager in Paolo Fonseca when it came to putting forth the right defensive approach and tactics where do you stand on that Or, or even if it's the attack that concerns you most like if again, if if you had your wish or if you had it your way, you can only pick one department that Roma they fix completely. Which one is it for you? If we are able to save, uh, keep Sheko for one more year, we would invest the money that we would potentially spend on on a forward. Uh, mm. I would agree with you on the midfield and a little bit more depth on right back and a keeper though. Um, <sighs> I mean, yeah. there was it's talk about Shanit uh, Shaka from Arsenal, right? You know, maybe he's a type more of a Mourinho type of player that would give a lot of depth on on, mm-hmm. on for Roma. I mean, uh, Diawara, uh, I don't no. see him. I think he no. he's a good uh, uh, selling value for Roma. I think that's another one of the players that we didn't talk about that maybe is in the in the balance with Mourinho. Um, again, he's only twenty three. He has resale value. Um, what do you make of Shaka, John? Uh, is that a name? Is that a name that excites you? Because I was talking to Arsenal fans, and they were telling me, you know, he's he's not very athletic. He's very left-footed. Yeah, he's very good on his passing range, accurate. He, he gets in the ball a, a lot. He wants that responsibility. Has leadership qualities. But uh, there, the Arsenal people or fans are very divided of him. I think to answer your question. Um, it's a mix of a few positions, but I guess midfield and a back and a and a goalkeeper, I think, are the most important ones. So, so you don't think Paulo Lopez, from your perspective, is sal- salvageable? Then, yeah, you, know, you don't think he can be saved. <laughs> Paulo Lopez because doesn't have confidence. Every time I think, okay, this is it, this is it, and he does something, right? Uh, he doesn't inspire confidence. I don't think he has confidence. Even his body language even doesn't. Show a lot of confidence. I don't know what is it with him. Maybe Rome is not a place for him and he'll find form somewhere else. Uh, but we're in a big predicament. He's a big handicap. So it's it's. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't bring anybody and then he just stays for another year. Uh, Roma is not going to find a buyer for him. Uh, no. It's not going to be easy. The catalyst was that <laughs> disaster where he let in that goal at the Derby uh, against the Chatterby. 
And from there, it just seems like everything fell apart. Downhill from there, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it's it's astonishing uh, how 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 quickly it happened to him. You, to a certain extent, you have to, you almost feel bad for him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays, John, because like I said, no one no one is going to want to keep her. On top of that, he's hurt. He's I, I was reading that he not, might not be back until August, even September. So, like I told right. you, right now Fusato is our starting keeper. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I know that Fusato came in. And then his first appearance for Roma was a debacle against Spezia, where we're playing with nine players, or six substitutions, and right. he didn't perform so well over there. Uh, but it's hard to judge him there, you know, nine against 11 right. in a tough situation. He ended the season decently, but I don't know if I'm ready to give him the starting position. I mean, I don't know if I'm even ready to give him the backup position, but maybe mm. we can have that conversation. But a starting position, I think Roma needs to do something there. It'll be interesting to see what happens now. My concern, you've mentioned Jekko a couple of times. I mean, if there's two positions entering a summer that you do not want question marks at, it's your starting goalkeeper and your starting striker. I mean, for me, I think it's okay to have some question marks everywhere else. But if there are two positions that you just cannot afford to have mystery at, it's those two. Exactly right. I mean, are we going to be able to get anybody better than a 35-year-old shekel? And if we are not, I think we might as well spend that money somewhere else and keep with a proven guy in the second year of Borja Mayoral. I mean... Well, that's what I was going to ask you next is, it really does seem like it's either Berotti, and uh, the only reason why that maybe seems to be an opportunity is because of his, his, situ- his contract situation, which expires in one year. But I just find it very difficult that Roma would feel confident with an Ed and Jekyll who was simply horrible, uh, both on and off the pitch. Whether you want to discuss the way he handled things with Fonseca, the transfer to or almost transfer to Inter, it was just a disaster for him this past season. And then on top of that, maybe I'm in the minority about this. For me, I just don't know how you can count again on Borja Mayoral to repeat that because again, if you just agreed, look, if you just look at his uh, his record, his body of work, there is nothing in there that says he will do this again. I mean, there was nothing in there that said he would do this one time, let alone um, uh, asking him to do it again for another season. Are we expecting him to have a? Um... What is it that he had? Uh, t- uh, ten goal? Was it a ten goals, three assists in in Serie A and in yeah, all it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, seventeen, 17 goals, goals and seven if assists. Expecting the same numbers from him, I think we're in big trouble. You know, so I think that's what I was. So that's what I was going to say. I, I guess, how do you move forward with this situation? Because it, it's almost like. Listen, those two positions more so than anywhere else on the pitch. You know, you're going to pay a lot of money for can Roma A afford to do both this summer? I, I find it difficult. And B, I just, listen, if I had to pick between the two, I, I would probably say you have to address the striker. I'm going to assume that you would say goalkeeper though. Uh, no, I probably, you see, that's a very tough one though. That's a very tough one because we don't have the, we don't have the budget to go for a starting goalkeeper and even in, 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 let's say a Belotti kind of player. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what Pinto does. I think, if he had to choose, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's a tough question. I think you try to stick with Paul Lopez and change the four. But again, if you don't bring anybody better than Sheko, 
what are you going to do? You know, is is the name Blaovic really uh, is oh. realistic? I think Comiso wants top, top, top money for him. You know, yeah. uh, it's uh, again the relationship with Roma and Torino with Cairo is not the best. Uh, so he's going to make it difficult for Roma to even start the conversations with Belotti. Uh, it's a tough question, John. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're stuck with Paul Lopez. Sheko uh, is not the best in the world anymore. It's not what he was a few years ago, but it's still better than a lot of people. I know, I understand he's not coming from the best of season, but he does little things that other players don't do. You know, he holds the ball very well in midfield. He opens up the play. Um, again, I'm not defending his last season. His last season was definitely up, up to par, and it'll be tough to see for a 35-year-old, 35-36-year-old, 35-year-old, right? If he's going to do it yes. again. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, John. I don't know if I have an answer for that. It'll be it's a hard job for Pinto uh, this summer. Well, I completely agree. And then on top of that, too, I, the biggest thing with him even it doesn't even seem to be on on the pitch uh, it seems yeah. to be what what could possibly happen off of it and i think the prospect of uh, him being the number one uh, uh, being the first choice number nine again this season is maybe a bit too much for some, for some people mentally to to accept yeah no i uh, listen uh, um, yeah yeah he, he he's a player like listen i had high regards and i respect everything he's done for rome i think he's in legend status already or very close to it with the number he's yeah. put on but what he did to what he did and how he handled the fonseca situation i think was very disappointing very disappointing and i understand why many many roma fans are over him yeah for sure it was extremely disappointing and on top of that too i i think we saw a very concerning um lack of effort at times from him which for me uh, a guy who's supposed to be among the senatori no questions asked the champion of the the dressing room that's just something you can't have that's another thing it sucks to to have to ask that question are we going to get good shako or bad shako today you right know, that's, that's 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 not acceptable no it, it's absolutely not and that's where i'm leading to next when, when it comes to the dressing room and, and this is probably unfair but i think a lot of people are sort of viewing uh, now that Mourinho has arrived they are re-watching the the episodes of of him in the what i forget the full name of it but the when he was with spurs oh, all or nothing on amazon all or nothing. okay yes thank you thank you um and they're sort of viewing the dynamics of the dressing room and there's some you can see clearly that some players they just don't take to Mourinho very very well there's some guys who can't handle his style very well either as we leave here how do you th are you at all concerned that maybe there's a I, I blame it on to be frank with you uh I think it's a generational gap between Mourinho and maybe some of the difficulties he encountered at at Spurs I I, I think it's not as simple as uh, they like to play defensive and play on the counter and the players don't respond to this. I think it more so just had – he had maybe problems relating to these guys. Perhaps he's still used to the likes of uh, Javier Zanetti being in the dressing room. Uh, instead, he's got uh, Deli Alli, you know. Um, it does seem like, though, and again, you may disagree with this, 
this does seem like it is sort of Mourinho has arrived at like the last chance. Like it's either if this goes badly here, he's really going to have problems finding uh, finding another home after this. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This is uh, this is uh, he's trying to jumpstart his career again here with Roma. Um, and again, we go back to what we were talking about earlier. The freaking might must have sold him a really good uh, plan going forward for for a, for that name to accept the Roma job. This is very interesting. Is he gonna change? Is it? You're very right when you say like not all players uh, are um, mold to his style, right? It'll be interesting to see because that's something that. And going back to you know the past, that's something that Petraki had a lot of problems with. You know, a lot of yes. problems, a lot of people have problems with Petraki because literally, Jan, look at Petraki told you like it is in your face, exactly. whether you liked it or not. A lot of Roma's dressing room have had a big problem with that. So that'll be interesting to see how Mourinho handles that. I know Mourinho is a bigger name. Maybe he'll have a lot more players with him, but that's that's a great question that you ask. It'll be interesting to see. So do you do you have concerns though that maybe he? hasn't changed or maybe that he hasn't learned his lesson uh, my because i've had i've seen people discuss this that you know if he continues to be the same jose Mourinho that we saw at, at spurs and in the uh, the last period of manchester united it's just not going to work at roma i agree I would, but i think Mourinho, john and sorry to interrupt uh, well, i no, think Mourinho is going to take the approach with roma of more of a 2004 porto because he mm. knows he's coming into you know he's not he's not he knows for for the biggest uh plan that the freaking sold him roma is not in a position to offer uh high salaries or the players that other teams could so he, i think the approach that he took it with um with porto uh, is the way that he's gonna go. There's an, actually another documentary, uh, very short of the. I think is the the. Should I forgot the ultimate coach, the playbook, and then there's one episode of Mourinho's very short, which on the first ten minutes he talk about what he wanted to do with uh with, or what he did with Porto. Uh, you know, he said first I went there was a dis- he said there was a disconnection between the the fans and the team. You know, the people felt they were fans of the team, but they fell out of love with the team. You know, we wanted to build a a, a culture, a winning mentality, you know, with not the biggest players. We, we didn't have big names. We just had big players into a team. I think he's trying to go back to those roots uh, with Roma, at, at least for the first year, I think, uh, because he knows the situation. It'll be interesting to see with Mourinho. Um, again, I stick with, with with my idea of the Friedkins delivering something this summer that none of us expected, so I hope I'm right. This still has to excite you, right? Like you don't, you don't have any concerns about this, or you do have some concerns about about Mourinho. Um, I have more hope than concerns. Though those those take over the the concerns because he's such a big name. He's won everywhere right. he's been. I feel like Roma needed something like this that is going to change the mentality. Maybe you know because since the Americans came in the first time around, all of the oh we want to play pretty football. You know we want to. We want to, uh, you know, be entertaining and score a lot of goals, play a nice and offensive football. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they just change that track completely. And then they're right. like, all right, we might, with Mourinho, we're going to be a little bit more pragmatic or we're going to try to win right away. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. I'm not con- To answer your question, I'm not concerned. I, I think I have Mourinho can only bring good things. Is he going to work out at the end or not? He's going to stick around more than two years? Nobody knows. But I think uh, it's positive. Him coming to Roma is nothing but positive. I have to ask you this because I need to get an outside perspective to ensure that I'm not the only one. Qualification for the Conference League was mad, right? 
It was crazy. Uh, okay. Why would they um, do this? Yeah, no. Conf- yeah, I mean, I always want to see, I said it before, I always want to see Roma playing in, in, in European competitions. Uh, but this is a tough one to get into. I was actually l- looking over earlier on the rules and the playoff rounds of conference league, how everything works. And I, I looked at it really fast and I closed it. I don't even understand that there are teams that I've never heard of. So when, when the time comes around, I'll look into it. And if Roma start win a few rounds and start to make it to the to the interesting part of the tournament, maybe I'll get a little bit more excited. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always excited about watching Roma and European competitions. But I did hear your I did hear your your podcast with uh, your co-host a few uh, a few episodes ago, right? Midweek matches, you know, injuries, uh, not having a deep squad. I think that's going to be the biggest burden. So I understand why Conference League is not sexy. You know, I understand why it's not sexy. But hopefully, since we're already there, we make it to the final rounds and we start to get a little bit excited about it. You know, at, the, at this point, we have no choice. Mm, I, okay, that that is true. We don't have a choice. Uh, so the there's really no more reason for me to be complaining about it. I still feel like, though, the prospect of a Jose Mourinho having a full week to prepare for a City A match was so appetizing that to that's see. A, that's, a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. You know, uh, he's going to do a lot of rotation. You know, hopefully, we we players, uh, you know, the the cumbulas of the world, you know, start mm. to have a minutes and start to show a lot more. Maybe that will be a competition for some of them that that need to be okay. Listen, I'm here. But if I don't keep it up, I won't be here for too long. You know, for players like that, maybe, you know, you have to rotate the squad. We're already there. There's no, we have no option. We have to face it. Uh, uh, I understand. And I would go with the mixed squad at the beginning. But if we start to make it to the interesting routes, I mean, I try to just go for the silver one man as well. Nothing guarantees. There's nothing guaranteed uh, in Serie A anymore, especially with this change of coaches. And I know it's an off topic, what I'm going to tell you, but watch out for uh, Spalletti's Napoli. I don't. I think mm, I think there's a little surprise coming in the next year. I don't know if you agree with me. No, I do. Um, yeah, anybody who listens knows I I love him. His brand of football, I think he's great. I think he's exactly the manager they need. I thought they were incredibly unlucky if they had all seen men the entire season. I think we're talking about a different uh, True. A different table of the city. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to ask you anymore because otherwise we'll be here for another hour and a half so sam thank you so much planeta roma the website the podcast number one roma spanish-speaking podcast and website sam thank you so much this is great we will do this again soon thank you so much john for having me and this was great thanks everyone for tuning in we will be back later this week or early next week depending on any news or updates that breaks in regards to roma so chat soon until then ciao For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 